welcome back to Bible study. You may have had a long day. Well, there's more to come. <laughs> um, we've had a long day. But um, I think it's Christina Rossetti who said, you know, um, will the journey take the whole long day from morn till night, my friend? <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to read. Sorry, welcome, John and Derek. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> it's great. It's great to see you again. And um, we don't see enough of each other. No, no. Um, Nahum, I, I was going to say I'm going to read from Nahum 3, uh, verse 1, but we'll, we'll start from verse 13 of chapter 2 um, to the end of Nahum 3, and then Derek will pray. Thank you. Behold, I am against you, says the Lord of hosts. I will burn your chariots in smoke, and the sword shall devour your young lions. I will cut off your prey from the earth, and the voice of your messengers shall be heard no more. Chapter 3, verse 1. Woe to the bloody city. It is full of lies and robbery. Its victim never departs. The noise of a whip, the noise of rattling wheels, of galloping horses, of clattering chariots, horsemen charge with bright sword and glittering spear. There is a multitude of slain, a great number of bodies, countless corpses. They stumble over the corpses. Because of the multitude of harlotries as the seductive harlot, the mistress of sorceries, who sells nations through her harlotries and families through her sorceries. Behold, I am against you, says the Lord of hosts. I will lift your skirts over your face. I will show the nations your nakedness and the kingdoms your shame. I will cast abominable filth upon you, make you vile and make you a spectacle. It shall come to pass that all who look upon you will flee from you and say, Nineveh is laid waste. Who will bemoan her? Where shall I seek comforters for you? Are you better than no Ammon? That was situated by the river, that had the waters around her, whose rampart was the sea, whose wall was the sea. Ethiopia and Egypt were her strength, and it was boundless. Put and Lubim were your helpers, yet she was carried away. She went into captivity. Her young children also were dashed to pieces. At the head of every street they cast lots for her honourable men, and all her great men were bound in chains." You also will be drunk, you will be hidden, you will seek refuge from the enemy. All your strongholds are fig trees with ripened figs. If they are shaken, they fall into the mouth of the eater. Surely your people in your midst are women. The gates of your land are wide open for your enemies. Fire shall devour the bars of your gates. Draw your water for the siege, fortify your strongholds, go into the city and tread the mortar, make strong the brick kiln. There the fire will devour you, the sword will cut you off, I will eat you up like a locust. Make yourself many like the locust, make yourself many like the swarming locusts. You have multiplied your merchants more than the stars of heaven. The locust plunders and flies away. Your commanders are like swarming locusts, and your generals like great grasshoppers, which camp in the hedges on a cold day, and when the sun rises they flee away, and the place where they are is not known. Your shepherds slumber, O king of Assyria. Your nobles rest in the dust, your people are scattered on the mountains, and no one gathers them. 
Your injury has no healing. Your wound is severe. All who hear news of you will clap their hands over you, for upon whom has not your wickedness passed continually. Thank you. Over to you, Derek. Well, uh, what we prayer first. Yes, of yeah, course. Exactly. Lord, we thank you that your judgments are always righteous and true. We thank you that if we have put our trust in you, Lord Jesus, that, we, that you have taken our sin and given us your righteousness and you judge us to be forgiven and justified and righteous in your sight. And, and Lord, when you, thank you for that judgment. But also, Lord, we do praise you for your judgments when your enemies who refuse to repent, who fight you when you choose to judge them. We also say, praise God. You are righteous and true in all your judgments. Lord, thank you for the example of Nineveh, that, that you did indeed exact the judgment that Nahum prophesied, and it came to pass. Lord, we praise you for that too, that you are not one who shrinks away from judging evil. Lord, thank you for being with us in this study now and teaching us so we might learn who you are and how we should live. In Jesus' name, mm -hmm. amen. 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 <coughs> Come on, John. What's, well, what's, just, what, you know, what jumps out to you from, the, from this reading? Well, we start in verse 13, yeah. and, and the very first sentence, Behold, I am against <coughs> you. What a fearful statement. Mm. What, a, what a terrible thing to hear. You know, we... we we are so blessed because the Lord says, I am for you, so who can be against you? Aren't we blessed to be in that position? Because if he's against you, you're doomed. Mm -hmm. That's the end of it. You're utterly doomed. I, behold, take note. You know, this is a, a serious thing. Take note. I am against you, says yeah. the Lord of hosts. And then he says what he's going to do, and he'll do it. It's, and it's um, obliteration, isn't it? You, you're... I'll cut off your prey from the earth. Yes. Mm. Um, and the voice of your messengers shall be heard no more. Yes. In other words, it's not just a temporary setback. This is no. a total, like in verse 8, it says, where is the dwelling of the lions? In other words, mm. their capital city will be no more. The, no more dwelling place. It, it's, it's a total destruction that he's talking about. I'll burn your chariots, which is like your tanks, you know, your, ma yeah, your yeah. major artillery, burn it in smoke. That's the fire that consumed Nineveh, that again, archeology span confirms that, mm -hmm. that, that, it, that it was burnt as a fire, the chariots were burnt. The so sword will devour your young lions. The young lions, I think, are their soldiers. Yeah. You see, the, they are the lions, Yes. The, you know, but yet they are, and totally the next killed by the sword. They're, they're the That's future, right. and mm. it's yeah. being devoured. Uh, and I'll cut off your prey from. In other words, you'll no longer devour any prey. Mm. It's it's the end of end of your uh, your time, and the voice of your messengers will be heard no more. That's really saying it's the end of your empire, because when you have an empire, you you've got all kinds of messengers going to, yeah. to and fro. The communication systems, yeah. you know, the ambassadors to the different nations and. Bringing, bringing back the tribute and all of that whole system that they had set up, yeah. no more. So it's a total end 
to the empire. And that leads into chapter three, which is really, uh, I, I like to call vengeance vindicated. Yeah. In other words, God's judgment, God, God has done the judgment, but, and now the main emphasis is that this is a righteous judgment. This is, this is what they deserve, this is right. And, and, and in fact, everyone agrees, with, you know, uh, all the people, all the surrounding nations uh, are actually applaud this judgment. Um, and so it kind of explains various reasons why, you know, God did this. God had to do it. Mm. Um, mm. And uh, it, it's a whole combination of reasons. Mm. The first one, verse one, is woe to, woe to the bloody city. Mm. That was a major deal that uh, we can all see. They were cruel beyond measure. Um, perhaps the cruelest of all, well, mm. who knows, but mm. uh, um, that is the number one thing laid to their charge. It's not the only thing. Mm. Um, I mean, I won't go on too long, but let me just mention later on, it talks about how Ashurbanipal actually destroyed Thebes uh, in that recent part. And just catch verse 10. She, despite all her strength, she was carried away. She went into captivity. But notice the over-the-top cruelty. Her young children were dashed to pieces at the head of every street. So this is part of the deterrent. This is part of the terror. Thebes. This that's is Thebes. Thebes. Yeah. So rather than just let the children be, you know, they, their children are publicly um, dashed to pieces. At the head of the street, at, at the street corner where everyone can see, this absolute unnecessary destruction Brutality. of the next generation. Brutality, just publicly, mm. ugh, you know, it's, it's terrible. That happened to Thebes. And, um, and then it says, they cast lots for the honorable men. All the great men were bound in chains. They took, took them into slavery. So that's the number one indictment, really, is that they were a bloody city. Yeah. A bloody city. I mean, it's sort of, we have the two instances in the scripture where uh, Pharaoh took, you know, at the time of Moses and Herod at the time of the birth of Jesus, you know, just slaughtering kids, babies yeah. at the youngest age. Um, I don't, I'm not sure you can get more evil than that, actually. Quite. It's one thing to kill an adult who's a threat to you, but just to kill off. The young, the young ones um, like that is... Jesus is talked about that, didn't he? Young children, and it'd be better for you to yeah. have a millstone yeah. Yeah, absolutely. around your yeah, head. Absolutely. So I always sort of put it, again, I, I mentioned it before, uh, to education. You know, you're corrupting. Okay, you're not maybe killing kids, but you are God. almost killing off their chances of hearing about the yes. Lord. And that's a wicked, wicked thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so... It talks about lies. Yes. So clearly they operated mm. in deception yes. in the way they kind of, and like the Antichrist will, yeah. for example, yeah. Would, yeah. Um, that, that he'll deceive nations into submitting to her, mm. like he will with Israel. He'll deceive Israel, pretend to be the, her friend. They'll make a covenant with him and come under mm. her, their power. And, and no doubt Assyria did this, Sweet yes. talk, different nations, yes, yes. and then clamp down. And there is examples of that in the Bible when I think Ahaz, I think, submitted to Assyria to, to get the Syrians off his back. And, but the result was the he paid Tiglath-Pileser a lot of money to get, to get that job done. But the result was the Assyrians then came and then dominated 
Ahaz and and a lot of false worship came in as a result. So the Assyrian used deception in to increase their control. Mm. Some was over, some was by stealth but and robbery. The deception is rife though in the world today, isn't it? I, yeah. Politicians, I, yes. I'm not every, when I say politicians, I don't mean every single one. There are a few righteous men and women amongst the politicians, but politicians deceive. They tell blatant lies. Uh, most political party, um, not propaganda, what do you call them? <laughs> manifesto, propaganda, yeah. manifesto, they're just lies. Yes, and they get into office and they do exactly what they want. And they to become do. polished yes. and, and journalists almost admire them if they can pull it off. Yes. They're, they're, they're given a sort of free ticket if they're really good at lying. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. with a twinkle in their eye. Well, you can see how in certainly my lifetime, um, how journalism has become degraded. That's right. It used to be, uh, well, I'm not sure it was ever an honourable profession, but there were certainly honourable journalists, investigative journalists who didn't let, who held the establishment to account. They don't exist anymore. Mm. Uh, you get the odd one like Peter Hitchens, who's just, and he's vilified. That's right. Totally mm. vilified. As it is. Yeah. So, you know, it is lies and deception. And, and Nineveh was no different in its international relations, as it would just, it would lie and deceive, and then the truth would come out in the fullness of the working out of whatever it is they've agreed between them. But you know, th these lies go on all the time today. There are lies in international relations, but the worst is the lying to the people. Mm. And they, they lie constantly. Mm. With so a the, the Ten Commandments says, thou, thou shalt, we say thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not bear false witness. Yes against thy neighbour, you know, there, there's, some, that, that, there's something about that which seems to be an even more despicable thing, to portray someone falsely, to falsely accuse. Yes. And this is the enemy, he's the accuser of the brethren, he's the father of lies. And this um, is now is being exacerbated because the Third World War, if you like, is a digital war. We, we are in a digital war at the yeah. moment and the warriors are out there on both sides. And if you've got a lying tongue, yeah. And um, you, you can amplify it worldwide very, very quickly. You can bear false witness and introduce someone's um, reputation. Well, look at that young rapidly. cricketer, o o Oliver Robinson, recently, yeah. who played for England. Yeah. And he said something daft when he was 14 or something yeah. on his mm. Facebook account or whatever it was. Yeah. And these hypocrites, for that's what they are, that's because right. who hasn't done and said something stupid, especially when he's a young man, yeah. trawled through his account so mm. they could... Found one thing he said. They could yeah. just hang him out to dry. Mm. I, and, and, and what happens to the establishment, let alone his, his England captain, did they stand up for him? Not, don't you believe it, you know. There's, there's no honour anymore, there's no standing up for what is right. And he had to reel out this mealy-mouthed confession oh, and apology, which was obviously written by the MCC, not by him. It was quite, oh, it's just makes it was you... It's quite amazing because it was like, uh, well, two things that come to mind that the, the, those who are being sort of executed, you know, under ISIS, had yes. to read something out. Yes. Or, you know, Pyongyang, or, you know, where they, you know, literally get people to read out a falsehood. Or in Russia, even, you know, they get, you know, mm. under duress, get them to read it out. And that was happening. Yes. Was that the MCC? Yes. Going to read it out. Mm. Yeah, so it's a strange thing that we are... England in cricket or something. We're in the free world. Yeah. As it were. It, it, it's, and all of this is still sort of happening. And it's us. all, all of it is bowing down to some satanic agenda. Mm. That's what it's about, yeah. bowing down. Lies, to lies are not um, without 
a consequence. No. And yeah, we've all got to guard our mm. guard our lips. Yes. And be careful because it's very easy. Lying is an easy thing. Yeah. Mm. And it, God judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So no one really knows sometimes when you're lying. No. But God does. You know, and God knows. Yes. That's why it's, those scriptures say, "Guard your heart." So God yeah. judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And it also, the Lord also says, "Well, um, you'll be condemned by what you say." You'll also be acquitted by what you say. Mm, so yes. what we say is absolutely crucially mm. important. Yes, it is. But in a culture that's corrupt, there seems to be a connection in my mind between lying, robbery, and bloodshed. Mm. In that verse. Yeah, I, I think my simple and <laughs> biblical analysis. Yeah. It's got. It's a bloody city full of lies and robbery. And his victim never departs. What does that mean? His victim never departs. I think it means that there's no end to no it, end it yes. making prey on yeah. others because it's driven by this lust. You know, yeah. it's it's robbery. It, it wants more, yeah. um, and and it will deceive to do that. Mm. And and again, we're talking about it. It's come under a satanic influence, mm. Belial, mm. and um, Satan's the father of lies, and mm. he's the he's the one that caused Cain to commit murder and, mm. and so they are, they've yielded to, to mm. Satan in those aspects. Isn't this a kind of picture of hell, you know, a great number of bodies, countless corpses and they stumble over the corpses. I, it's, a, it's the most horrific it picture is. that you're, you're literally stumbling around and there's just dead bodies everywhere. So then, this is probably verse 2 and 3, yeah. like, like chapter 2, a yeah. picture of the battle. Yeah, yeah. And, and that they are, it's Absolutely because hell. they have caused this kind of bloody yeah. destruction yeah. on all the surrounding nations. Yeah. Now it's come home to roost. Yeah. Yeah. Now their city is mm. covered mm. in, uh, and there's so many bodies that the, the invading forces literally have to be very careful where they step because mm. there are bodies everywhere. So I think the violence that they've put out is now coming back on them. So um, can we unpack this um, verse 4 that says, because of the multitude of harlot trees, plural, of the seductive harlot, I assume that's Satan himself, um, and they are the, as it were, the, the minions, the, you know, the harlot trees of, of the seductive harlots? Or? I think the well, seductive no. harlot is referring to Nineveh itself. She okay. is yes. the seductive yeah. harlot. Okay. So, yes. So she's the and one. The holotries are the different manifestations are the actions, are the actions, of, of that holotry. Of course, very good, very good. Yeah. yeah. So the, um, that is, um, and then it says the mistress of sorceries, and they're uh, talking of Nineveh again. Yes. She sells yes. nations through her harlotries. Yes. Well, it's yes. prostitution. Yeah. Holotries and sorceries. And the yeah. sorceries. together. I mean, no doubt it may be talking about the physical. Harlotry, but I, in the Bible, sexual immorality is used as, as a picture of false worship, worshiping yes. a false god, mm -hmm. and and so when God's people were being unfaithful, that's pictured by her being a, a faithless wife, a, yeah. an immoral wife. So, a harlot, and of course we we see in Revelation 17, mm. the harlot sitting on the beast. And that's one of, I found that one of the hardest things to kind of understand what's really going on here. Uh, but the harlot is someone who tries to, who is, is an immoral woman, but she seduces, as it were, the man into g giving himself to her. 
Right. Uh, I believe that the harlot on the beast, all these beasts are all the different empires. And there's two aspects to an empire. There's the political power, which we've been focusing on, which is very cruel and so on. But the harlot is dressed to be beautiful and alluring. That is the religion yeah. that's associated with the empire, the, the worship. The, so you might say the state religion. Yeah. And it's the state religion that is in normally connected with an empire that's the cause of great persecution. And that might be atheism, mm. actually, as well, mm. um, because the communist atheism has uh, persecuted the saints greatly. Mm. But this harlot is the religion connected. So when an empire spreads, it also spreads its religion. It requires, and if you don't follow that religious system, you get persecuted. Yeah. And sometimes that takes a Christian form, in, yeah. like in the Dark Ages, yeah. you know. But I think well, what's going on here is the fact, and we, we have this, for instance, the time of Manasseh, that was the worst in Israel. And Ezra Hardin, apparently in his dealings, in projecting empire, he required the subjected peoples to follow the Assyrian worship. Yeah. And, and, so and that's he, the he, hegemony. They, he, that's how they spread Yes, uh, influence. And th there was elements of that, some more than others. So, they, and Manasseh, of course, caved into that. He was the worst ever king. Uh, he did repent near the end. But um, so, I believe this seductive harlot is the Assyrian religion, all his her gods and goddesses, seducing the whole world to say, you know, to submit to Assyria and also to submit to her harlotry, to that Very religious spirit, so that they their hearts are turned from the true worship to, to the worship of yeah, the Assyrian very gods. Very and it's connected with sorceries because it's not just that, it's an occultic religious practices. And often these religions were occultic too. And in the, in the library of Ashurbanipal in Nineveh, magnificent library, but the majority of the texts were occult, occultism. How to how to divine the future, you know, how to cast spells and omens and d interpret these things, which, which we might think is charming from a historical, but it's occultism, you see, yeah. contacting the, the demonic realm. Mm. Mm. And so you've got idolatry and sorcery, and this is what they were propagating through the world. And this is a major reason why God is judging them, because of this harlotry. Very good. That, that's, that is and, but but we, see, we see this today as well. It takes a yeah. slightly different form um, in the international trading that goes on because they did the same sort of thing with drugs, child trafficking, people trafficking, sex trade. It's all the same. Yeah. It's all occultic driven. Lots of these humans of children, adults, land up in some form of human sacrifice. I mean, it is, it's going on under the surface in the world today. Nothing has changed. Um, so Derek, Derek was mentioning how, how you know, Christians will be persecuted and uh, you know, even Daniel in the time of Nebuchadnezzar, you know, at Shadrach, Mishra and, Abed, Ed, and Abednego, the Darius, you know, if you don't conform to this religion, mm -hmm. you're going to be in yes. the lion's den or, or in the fire. Exactly. And I, I, I do see it, John, around. That you, if you don't conform to someone's take on, let's say, British values, yeah. which we know what British values are because we've got 
thousand years of history. But suddenly in our day, someone's invented, <laughs> you know, their own definition. But every, they're rejigging, re and that's a form of lying, yes. is redefining values, yes. okay? Mm -hmm. Without going into yeah. the details. And so, therefore, if you do not conform, there's a public sector equality duty. If you don't conform, you can't be employed in the public sector. Yeah. Yes. If you don't conform to a certain form of teaching, you can't be a teacher, you know? And then even in industries, absolutely nothing to do with teaching. You know, if you don't sign up to this, you can't be in the government ministry, you know, because you're, and that's it, isn't it? It's a religion that, uh, you know, and yeah. the sorcery side of it, I think often, you know, we live in a world that is so naturalistic and materialistic, people don't see the spiritual realm, but um, every now and again, you, you certainly in Africa, they're quite familiar with it. But I think in the West, it's, it, you, we have seen it in some music, modern music, you, you know, people openly uh, invoking demonic spirits. It, there's no question about it, and they'll be quite open about it. That's what's inspired them. But you, generally speaking, in our modern world, you don't, you don't hear so much the about The whole takes different forms yeah. in, in, with different empires. Yeah. But on all of those seven heads, there is a different harlot. And the final harlot on the Antichrist's final head, which is actually an eighth head that comes out of the seventh head, will, will be his worship of Antichrist himself, yeah. like the totalitarian worshipping him as God. And if you don't worship him as God and take the mark of the beast, you can't, off goes you your can't, head, you know. Off goes your head, but you certainly in, in Revelation 13, you know, the, the false prophet, you know, you've got to worship the image of the beast. Mm. And if you don't, you can't buy and sell, yeah. you know. And buy, you know, if you can't buy, you're you're stuffed basically. Yeah, yeah you're excluded. From the world. You're excluded from the society. Yeah. And if they catch you, they'll kill you. Yeah. So it's it's like the ultimate form, but the worst form of harlot is really atheistic communism that we see in certain places in the world, and that is a religion. It's a religion where where of atheism, but that means that the effective God. Is the is the dictator, mm. and and that in itself is a harlot religion because it's it's sitting on the beast, so it gets its power from the beast, but it also sits on the beast. So in a way, it, it controls the beast. Mm. So, um, Hitler, you know, it was religious <clears throat> Nazism, wasn't it? The rallies they were religious. You know, yes. they were occultists, weren't they? Hitler would yes. would consult. Um, there was you know, a personality cult around. There the personality cult, so it, it's, that was a harlotry as well. Yes, we, whenever you have a state religion, mm. I believe that it becomes the harlot. Yeah. And it, you know, can even take a Christian form. And, you know, we know history. that in Christian history, don't yeah, we? Very much so. Yes. Um, yeah, very so interesting. That's why I think it is. Um, There's something about in Revelation 17 uh, how it's certainly the garments of the harlot are the garments of the priest, you know, in Exodus. Uh, the colours are there. Mm. Apart from, so it goes through all the, the tunics, but apart from the white robe of purity. Mm. So it's something about a sort of false religion that has all of the, the garments and the appearance, but it hasn't got the purity. Exactly. And, and when uh, the, the, you know, as the, the 
before God, purity before God. It can and be outwardly impressive to yeah, kind of yeah, seduce you, yeah. but it pulls your heart away from the yeah. true God. And it's still talking about the harlot in the next verses mm. because the judgment, it's interesting that in the Babylonian records, the one way they would punish a harlot, an immoral harlot, is actually publicly shame her by exposing her naked on the streets. It's almost like saying, well, you want to just expose yourself in an immoral way. This is your pu public punishment, is a public humiliation. Apparently they did that. So that God's saying, I'm going to do that to you. Mm. I'm against you, says the Lord of hosts. I will lift up your skirts over your face. Yeah. Yes. In other words, I will expect, you know, you, you are... Um, drawing people into that false worship. I'm going to publicly... Show how corrupt you are. I'm going to humiliate you. Yes. 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 I'm going to show you for yes. who you are. Absolutely. But, but also, yes, ex <coughs> but exposing the hypocrisy of that form of judgment as well, because mm. they, would, they would pull the, put the, the, the harlot, the prostitute, out on the street naked, but not the men who went with her. Mm. Right. So total hypocrisy. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus pinned it, of course, pinned it down with the harlot, um, caught in the, mm. the woman caught in, in, in um, the act of, mm. what's, what's the word? Yeah, they didn't do, John 8, they didn't yeah. Uh, yeah. bring them in. No, that's <laughs> right, and, he, he, and he, he, he knew that. But, so, but the Lord doesn't do that. He exposes every bit of the hypocrisy, yeah. mm. all of and it. Let he who is without sin that's the, ask yes. the first stone. Yes, yes. Um, and in the end, God will bring everything to the light even yes. the secrets of the heart. So he's, I will show the nations your nakedness and the kingdoms your shame. So mm. he will expose the false, mm. false religion for what it is, that it's empty. Yeah. And, and th th then it, verse 6, I'll cast abominable filth on you. Mm. And some believe that that's actually talking about excrement. You mm. know, it's, a, it's a total humiliation, make you vile, make you a spectacle. So God... God w wants to expose false religions for what, you know, mm. for, uh, because they, they take people's heart away from God. That's the problem with them. Mm. Um, so God, God's judgment is also because she has played the harlot. She has spread her false religion and her sorcery and occultism mm. around the whole world. She's, she, uh, that brings you into judgment, you know. It's, it's so shameful. It really is shameful, um. and 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 that it's happening today. I mean, I you know I keep wanting to bring it up to date. This is really important, but it's brought up to date. Drug traffic, it's everywhere. The millions of people who are in bondage oh, to drugs, tragic. you know, which and we know that's satanic. Yeah. We, we know that from our we know own that, families. Yes, yeah. and and of course it isn't only in physical drugs in the sense of. Heroin or heroin or recreation drugs. It's in the form of drug addiction through the pharmaceutical industry getting people hooked. That's and on life, fun. they don't want to get you well. You want to be on lifetime prescription because that's where the money is. Mm. And this is no different. Mm. This is this this is occult. It's driven by everything mm. but God, um, because the, the Lord offers healing and restoration, physical in this life. Often drugs de deaden, you know, whether they're prescriptive or not, they, they'll deaden your senses. Yes. And as soon as you're dead, your mm. senses are deadened, yes. you're open up to the spirit, right. open to the spiritual. Yeah, and I'm not mm. pointing Session. my finger at people that exercise these things, the, the, the drug takers, whether it be mm. a shot in the arm or, 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 or an aspirin. I'm not pointing my finger at that. What I'm pointing at is what's 
and who is behind it. Mm. And it is no different. These are the sorceries that are being peddled by the, those people in power, mm. have no conscience. Right, they have so to make money. Mahala is judged because she is not just an immoral woman, she yeah. is... She's an immoral she's system. Yeah. Yes, and she is actively seducing... Yes. The innocent, to make money with drugs, yes. promoting drugs, you're actively trying to draw people That's into right. destruction, yes. to their destruction. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it is pretty heartless. Um, but the point about it is, it says she sells the nations. So, so this is the, certainly, you know, the whole in. But it's not just there are many industries that are just they don't care about the people. They'll exploit to the limits to make money. Yes. And that is often the root of, yes. of all of this stuff. Mm. Yes. Complete um, greed and obsession with, you know, more and more And, and really, the, when it says that, I think it means that he, they sell them into slavery. Yeah. They, okay. You bring people into slavery. You, exactly, you get your exactly money the from the drugs, but you are, as the result is, you are you're seducing them, but you're enslaving them. Enslaving them. You're selling them into slavery. Making, you, making them ever you're getting the profit. It comes back to what you were saying the other week on um, the mortgage industry. Yes. You know, you're literally getting into debt slavery. Yeah. Um, or you're, uh, whatever other form of slavery, you're, you're sort of getting people hooked. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah I know. It's yeah, you're getting money from it and they're getting enslaved. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're happy for them to be destroyed because you're getting um, your. And bed. religion can be a drug. And, yes. you know, although I don't go along with the mantra, it's the opium of the people, um, no. No. in terms of uh, Christianity. <clears throat> Christianity, true Christianity, poses a great threat to these, these yes. empires and these forces. Rome fell, they reckon, or Gibbon reckons it fell through Christianity. You know, they've got to, you know, uh, communism couldn't function with true Christianity in place. They had to stamp mm. on it. And I think the same yeah. with Nazism. They had to stamp on the confessing church who have truly believed in God's word. Yes. And um, it, is, um, it shows up the harlotry. The, the other thing, I, I, I've forgotten where it was. In, in, we were talking about it uh, before the Bible study, um, the abortion industry. You know, this, the, there is so much bloodshed yes. in, in that um, industry. And the... The media turn a blind eye to it. Leaders turn a blind eye to 50 million. Yes. 50 million babies are aborted a year. Yes. It's not small scale. It's, it's, it's on a grotesque yeah. scale. Holocaust. And when even now they know that the, the, at, at so many weeks the baby is sentient. Yes. You know, and so you have this... Um, this baby that even feels pain, and they're so hardened oh, it, to it, obscene. they just carry on. It's yeah. obscene. In fact, not only do they carry on, they argue that it should be um, up to full, the full term of pregnancy yes. because of their argument that it's the right to choose of, of the, the mother. And, um, uh, and so that principle, you know, has to be applied right up to full birth. And, mm. and now in Belgium and Holland, they are discussing Afterbirth, yes, abortions. Yes, when the doctor deems that that um, life isn't viable, they they can chop it after. Mm. So if if you've got a logic which is godless, where's the end to that logic? Yeah. You'll apply it to old people who aren't you who who aren't fit to be alive, to disabled who are not fit to be alive, and you're right in the worst. 
that examples of Joseph Mengele living in this modern so-called you know, tolerance of this Without faith world. in God, there is no basis for human value there's no, there's because we're in the image of God. Yeah. No. And therefore, society is God and can decide what, whatever yes. it wants to do. Once you get, one, that's why atheism is the worst, or humanism is the worst possible harlot because yeah. there is no restraint. Yeah. Um, you can do what you want. And, and individual humans have no value. Yeah. So therefore, you know, if they're, t they're not useful to society, too young, too old. We, they they openly want to now be recognized as a religion now, humanism, mm. you see. Yeah. They want to have equal recognition. They want to be on these, these committees, you know, mm. uh, so that yeah. humanism is, is taught at religious studies in schools. You know, they, they, so it, we have shifted from them wanting to have nothing to do with religion yeah. to saying we want humanist funerals, humanist weddings, you know, we, we want to, yeah. <laughs> to have our place well, among all the other religions, religious. which is amazing, yeah. really. I, I, I eschew religion personally anyway. I, you know, people might say I'm religious, but I'm not really. Yeah, I'm totally irreligious. I, I, I just believe in God's word, but all the paraphernalia that goes with it, you know, which is often salvation by works, I don't really want to know no, about no, it. Nor me. Nor me. But I like to attend church and hear a good sermon. And sing, which, by and the way, I'm getting from Ben things. Crick. <laughs> I've been, I don't know whether, no, folk, you folks might not know our dear brother Ben, who comes on some of our Israel trips, but he preaches a great word, and, and so I've been sort of... Mm -hmm trundling along to listen to Ben Crick and it's a great sermon. Well, ben, I know Ben, you know lives ben. just down the road from you. In, yes, in, exactly. In, yes, exactly. No, and so um, the preaching of God's word, I don't believe that's religion. No, it's not. I think we've got to be careful, but I do take the point about organised because even Calvin, you know, got into, got sort of trapped in Geneva, yeah. you know, into its political power mm. and, you know, state religion doesn't end, rarely yes. ends well. Yeah. It really ends well. Even Protestant state religion can, can go wrong. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Warning. But um, it's interesting that he says in verse um, 7, all who look at you will flee or shrink from you, saying Nineveh is laid waste. And um, I think that it's also saying, you know, and it's talking about this, this harlot that's been humiliated. Mm. Because I think it's very one blessing of the judgment when God judges an empire, it also diminishes that religion that it's been promoting, mm. that false harlotry. Mm. So when they see Assyria destroyed, then a lot of people, then it says they will flee from you. Mm. And it's talking about fleeing from the harlot. The harlot's no longer attractive. Now they don't want anything to do. So if they're worshipping Ishtar, for instance, and now they see Ishtar's main city is destroyed, well, Ishtar can't be up to much, yeah. you know, and, and therefore they're more likely then. And so when, even when God judges, it's an opportunity for salvation that people say, ah, oh, maybe this religion I was following, that this state was following, Maybe that's not the truth. Mm. Maybe I need to seek the truth elsewhere. Mm. So it, it, part of the purpose of the judgment is to, is to humiliate this harlot, which is this false religion that Assyria had, so that they might actually, hopefully, pursue the true God. Yeah. Yeah. Who will bemoan her? Where will I seek comforters for you? In other words, he's saying, who, who's going to feel sorry for Nineveh? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Because everyone's... Well, the last verse says just that. Just total humiliation. Everyone has 
suffered under Nineveh so much that totally, nobody's going to yes. feel sorry for her. Totally. They won't feel sorry for her. Coming back to her nakedness, you know, I will show the nations yeah. your nakedness and the kingdoms your shame. It's this exposure that when you take your clothes off, they're all very much the same. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you really can't stand on ceremony. And it's also, I think, a, 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 a reference to a type of what's going to happen to Satan in, in what's mm. talked about in Isaiah 14, 16. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble, mm. who shook the kingdoms? Mm. Mm -hmm. And this is a, it's a similar it's all sort exposed. Of thing. All exposed. Yeah. And it's all it's all lies. It's all mm. built on yeah. foundation of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. And the Lord, it says, who made a public display of them. Yes. Triumphing over them. Yes. By the cross. Yes. Yeah. I think public display is quite a powerful, quite a powerful thing. Um, there, there, you were talking about God in, in his judgments. When, in Isaiah 26, verse 9, second half, it says, When your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. So, that explains. Yeah, you know, yeah. Judgment is a good thing, because yeah. pe the people of the world learn righteousness. Yeah. Let grace be shown to the wicked. But then it says, yet he will not learn righteousness. So it's not inevitable, it's not automatic, we're not robots. When God judges, there can be still rebellion. And that's why at the end of Revelation, it says, let those who do evil continue to do evil. Yeah. That is, for me, is so telling that you've got the whole of human history. You've got even the, the judgments of, you know, of, of the, the deceiving of the nations after, after the, the righteous rule of the Lord, a thousand year righteous rule, and yet, people will still reject and rebel and want to do evil. Yes. Mm. And, and for me, you know, God is patient, doesn't want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But eventually, mm. that's it. Because um, every possible opportunity, you know, in the human heart has been given. Every possibility for repentance. And if they're not, if they didn't, they won't. You know, it's, it's as though the, when the final judgment comes, there will be no excuse because no one can say God hasn't given enough time. In his divine forbearance, he left sins committed beforehand unpunished at the proper time. He sent the Lord Jesus. He's revealed himself through um, nature, through Israel, through his word, through his spirits, um, through conscience. There is no excuse so that when the final judgment comes, no one can point, and Satan the least, can point the finger at God and say it's unfair. Mm. That's right. Absolutely, completely just. But the tragedy is, it says, when, when um, uh, the inhabitants of the world learn right, will learn righteousness, uh, verse 10 of Isaiah 26, um, yet he will not learn righteousness when grace is shown to the mm. wicked. In the land of, of uprightness, um, he will deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. Mm. Um, verse 11, Lord, when your hand is lifted up, this is Isaiah 26, when your hand is lifted up, they will not see, uh, but they will see and be ashamed for their envy of people. Yes, the fire of your enemies shall devour them. Sorry, I'm rambling on. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, where have we got to in, in Nahum? Uh, there's so many parallels, aren't there? When he, when he talks about the yeah. stripping Assyria bare, including her religious idolatry, 
um, that, that image actually kind of carries all the way through to the end of the chapter. He, you can see all the different things that he says as examples of that. God's literally stripping uh, Assyria bare, mm -hmm. removing her covering. Mm -hmm. She looks so impressive, mm -hmm. covered in her glory and her power, and God's going to just strip her bare completely. And um, I mean, verse eight to 10, we've already talked about, this is the, he's comparing them to Thebes, mm -hmm. that Thebes was stripped bare, actually by Assyria herself, stripped her bare. And he's basically saying, are you better than Thebes? She was well protected by the, by the Nile and water mm -hmm. surrounding her, protected by allies to the north, south, east and west, mm -hmm. you know, and yet she went into captivity. She was the sacking of Thebes, totally mm. humiliated. Mm. Do you think you're any different? You know, what was done to Thebes will be done to you because actually you're worse than Thebes. You know, she, you deserve it more yeah. and the same thing's gonna happen to you. So it's really talking about how God is, you know, is stripping a bear and how that is right. Mm -hmm. um, verse 11, you'll be drunk. We've mm. talked about that. Uh, um, you'll be hidden and you will seek refuge from the enemy. You're no longer the aggressor. Now, you're used to being the lion hunting its prey, but now you're the prey. Mm. You know, yeah. You're gonna see what it's like to yeah. be the prey now. Yeah. <laughs> you fall into the mouth of the eater, <laughs> like figs. Oh yes, yeah, and, so and that's, that's, that's part of her stripping there, because she seemed so strong. She had all these, not just Nineveh, she had all these other cities and fortresses all around the empire, mm. and yet he's saying that they're just gonna fall down, very, and this is what actually happened. Mm. Under the Babylonians, these, these fortresses just collapsed, yeah. one by one, very quickly, yeah. until only Nineveh was really standing. Yeah. Um, and, and then John verse 14, it, it does look as though the Lord is, um, through Nahum, is sort of being sarcastic. Yes, There's a bit of mocking this, there. still mocking. The Lord in mocking the heavens voice. is laughing. It's a bit like Elijah on Mount Carmel. It, very similar. You know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. And you see, yeah, you see it also when he's talking to Job. Where were you? Yes. Where were you when yes. I did these things? <laughs> exactly. It's wonderful. Exactly. It's wonderful. It brings you right down to size. It's amazing. Now, now, it's still at the time when, you know, as we were saying right at the beginning of our study, they're at their height. Yeah. So you've got Nahum mocking, yeah. mocking Nineveh yeah. at its height. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, do, what, do everything you can, but you won't be able to. Yeah. And it's he's all going to happen too quickly. Verse 13, he calls, the, you know, the soldiers are like women. Mm. Because yes. the, the Lord has filled them with terror, not the terror of the Lord. Yeah. He's just filled them with terror. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and, and in that place, you know, their, their knees shake and, and they flee. Mm. All their bravado yes. from before, all their vileness, their bullying, they're all gone. All their mocking of God. Yes, all their mocking. That's the interesting thing is that the Nahum's mocking them, but they're mocking God. It's a bit yes. like Noah warns of the flood. Yes. They mock Noah. Yes. But it's, it's sort of the boot will be on the other foot soon enough. Yes. And, and again, we, fire is another fulfilled prophecy, you know, that fire, when, once they broke through, they, they just burnt all the gates down. They burnt the guard yeah. bars of the gates, and that's in verse 13. And verse 15, the fire will devour you. And the, we know that Nineveh was burnt down. 
and that we have the evidence for that. And the bars of the gates, I assume they were wooden, but would the, could there be metal even in those days, bronze or something? It were probably wooden. Yeah, yeah. But possibly with a bronze covering, possibly okay. as well. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they that represented the strength of their defences, exactly. and and their whole defences are going to be burnt down. Mm -hmm. um, and so, it, it it'll. The fire will devour you, it will eat you up like a locust. Um, mm. I think it's a picture of the, you know, a locust swarm that just comes through and just eats everything up. Again, it's being stripped naked. They were so strong and yet yep. God's going to just take away all their protection yep. and they're going to be stripped, stripped it's naked. It's a sort of inversion because they, they saw themselves as locusts. Right. You know, the yeah. commanders were locusts, but then it's, again, the boots on the other foot and the locusts are coming exactly. against them. And, uh, yeah. and again, he says, make yourself many, like a, you know, like a, don't care how many, how large an army you can raise, yeah. it's not going to make any difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fearful. It's absolutely, you know, it's absolutely shocking, really. And all of their defences come to nothing. And it's this, this lack of moral compass comes in here. Like in verse 16, you, you've got millions of merchants, you know, trading around. Mm. But they're in it for themselves. Yep. Yeah. Because the locust plunders and flies away. Now the locusts are described like that. The merchants, for instance, all their people, though they make themselves many, there's millions of them. You might think they're, surely they're, they can stand against the enemy. Yeah. But the merchants are just interested, like a locust, grab the food and move on. They yes. won't be defending you know, the no, territory. No, no they, they won't. They plunder, they fly away. Yeah. So your merchants aren't going to help you on yeah. that day. No, and they would have been no. driving hard bargains. Another illustration. A bit like the they? supermarkets do to the, to the, to the farmers, you know. Yeah. They, no, they couldn't care less about the yeah. farmers' welfare. They couldn't care less about them making a fair margin on their hard work. Mm. They drive hard, hard, and Also, hard big bargains. companies will big literally, companies you know, not just gra grab what they can, the resources, and then they're off. And especially today with movement of capital, they, they literally yes. up, up sticks. We had it with... Pfizer's in Sandwich, you know, yeah. all sorts of investment going into the infrastructure of, you know, their factories there. I think but up to 10,000 people working and then gone. They've taken the, where they can make more mm. money elsewhere. Yeah, mm. they're gone. Well, yeah, nothing left. Well, very little left. Um, amazing. In, in verse 17, it's like even the commanders and the generals and their leading men, likewise, when it comes down to it, they're like swarming locusts, great grasshoppers. Yeah. They camp in the hedges on a cold day, which is kind of like they're hiding in the cracks and, mm. you know, but the moment the sun rises, you know, they're kind of there, but when the sun rises, when things get a bit hot, when the battle actually comes on, yeah. they, they flee away. Yeah. And the place where they are is not known. And again, it's a picture of all their warriors and their leaders. Mm. When once the attack really came on, when it really got hot, they fled. Mm. There was yeah. no moral backbone in them yeah. because the empire had become corrupt. Mm. Um, everyone yeah. was in it for themselves. And then it says, the nobles rest in the dust. Pe the people are scattered on the mountains. No one gathers them. Yeah. In so the last couple of minutes, on the last couple of verses. And then it's the finality in verse 19. Your injury Absolutely. has no healing. But I like this. All who hear news of you will cap clap their hands over you. Yeah. Now the clapping of hands, Psalm 47.1, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. So the clapping of hands is an act of triumph. 
You know, when you clap hands, you're saying that's a triumph. Mm. And so all the nations will be clapping their hands, rejoicing in triumph that God has done this thing. His his judgment is vindicated. And everyone's celebrating because upon whom has not your wickedness passed continually? Mm. In other words, they were cruel and wicked to all the nations and so all the nations agree well done god <laughs> you, yeah, you've yeah. Done, you you've done right to to judge them yes john final thought on nay from three chapters now because <laughs> this is our final Sure, and we, I, I think it's unlikely that we'll be coming back to the study of nathan for some time so no, this I think is your opportunity and i just like to emphasize as we draw to a close on this book, how really you can't read it apart from the book of Jonah, which is a couple of books back. They they have to come together as a whole and you can Mm -hmm. see the complete picture. And you see how, how, how God brings judgment and then before he exercises that judgment, he exercises grace, which he did in, through, through the prophecy of Jonah, through the obedience of Jonah, eventual obedience of Jonah in preaching, he exercised grace and gave them a spirit of repentance but they didn't hold on to it. Mm. And, and this, this will happen as well. We'll get the, the final outpouring of the Spirit of God that the Lord talks about in, in Joel will happen mm. and it'll be effective for a time mm. and things will get better and then they'll get worse. Mm. It'll be exactly the same picture that we see in Nineveh will be worked out in the world, I believe. Mm. And I think we're a long way along that path now. And um, we can see the if you've got if you tend a heart towards God, He'll show you the parallels. Thank you. This here to bless you. To time today. Thank you so much, John and Derek. Another you know epic. I didn't anticipate it. Uh, I should have done, but it, I think it's a warning, as you say, to us all to examine ourselves. And if the Lord is speaking to you, listen to Him and honor Him, obey Him. And if you are away from him in rebellion repent and remember the lesson of both uh, jonah you know, as you say god's mercy on them and how they worshiped him but if you're in the wilderness as it were away from god remember nahum too and the judgment is very severe and is very final god bless you thank you